Hello, Reno, and welcome to the Spoken Views Radio Hour. I am your host, MC Griffin. Our program is designed to keep you up to date with spoken word poetry as an art by bringing you poets from your area and around the world. On tonight's show, we're featuring some excerpts from our socially distant open mic. We're also featuring a spotlight poet who has been on our stage at Holland in the past, but who joined us this time from Chicago and who will be featured kind of throughout the set. She did a handful of poems in our show, and rather than just to present them to you all at once, I broke them up and distributed them across the course of our radio show tonight. So I'll give you a shout-out whenever our spotlight poet, Paradigm the Jovian, is going to cut in. But elsewise, this show is presented in the order that it was broadcast live on Zoom. You, yourself, listening to this right now, could also come out to our open mic. We host that every third Wednesday of the month. So if you're interested in sharing your work, please just follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Spoken Views. Visit our website, SpokenViews.org. Watch out for those announcements and meeting links. I have a co-host on tonight's show. Our collective member, Jesse Ziegler, who was hosting the open mic itself. So I'll break here to let him go ahead and introduce the show. Thank you to everyone who is joining us this evening for the Spoken Views Collective virtual open mic here Wednesday, September 23rd. We are getting going. Before we start with our first open mic sign-up list performer, I would like to thank some of our creative, collaborative community partners. Uh, we have a bunch of them that I thought of, thought of off the top of my head. KWNK 97.7 FM Radio, Bruca Theater of the Sierra, The Holland Project, The University of Nevada, Reno, The Sierra Literary Cooperative, Nevada Humanities, up in the Mix podcast, the Potentialist Workshop, and the Sierra Arts Foundation are all proud community creative partners of Spoken Views Collective. I am your host, Jesse James Ziegler. I am an active member of Spoken Views Collective and the principal photographer for the collective. I also host through the collective at Brooke Theater, Collective Breath, every Sunday at 11 a.m., where I go live for a personal podcast portion, uh, followed by the group workshop portion of the weekly wellness writing workshop at 11 a.m. on Sundays. Without any further ado, I'd like to get this ball rolling. And so, Stephanie, why don't you go ahead and go second there? Hey, thank you. No worries, Stephanie. Thank you for joining us. You have the mic. sure. Thank you for having me. I'm going to be reading two poems. Okay. All right. So here comes the first one. It's called Free From. Hey, how's your heart been? Look at where we are, what we started. On us, not the same as it once was. The truth will tell from our tongue, leaving behind what we came from. To the next level, past realms of thought. Include a serenade under the shade, that's what I saw. It's possible to, ca- to carry things after lightening the dark that bring us together, keeping alive who we've lost. Who says dreams gotta cost you? Put your energy towards a goal, see what you accomplish. 
Like snow on a sunny day. Some say I don't make sensei, but who are they? Don't let them block your profits. And to those who've realized it, when they tell you, call them profits. Been brave enough to grab the reins, won't drop them. Trust you won't fall off the rails, you got this. You should be married to your promise. Be yourself, the one who matters. And when, it, and when the time comes, don't take less than what you're worth. The moment you see that it's now, you'll be free from the curse. So the second one's called Engendered Species. It goes like this. We are engendered species. We come from the things we believe in. Whether water, stone, fire, or wind, we become what we imagine. It can come from past moments, to live again and circle back in torment, or to forget and pretend to be another, to hurt yourself or hurt a brother. It happens in a moment, a fresh breeze ignited in the middle of a storm, inspires eyes to tear and form, a reflection of what the heart holds. When we release, we find relief. It's grief that leads to trials defeat, sometimes defeated for who we shed tears, then life ignites and washes fears. For if you know who you belong to, where you are going won't be far until the moment when you depart from doubt and masks that do you harm. Believe in your essence, manifest your wishes. Let go of all that clouds your vision. Ignite the fire like fierce wind blow. Flow free like the water, stand strong like the stone. Ow! That was dope, that was dope. Yeah, it was dope. Yeah. Dope, dope, dope. Yo, thank you. Steve, why don't you go ahead and go? Oh, wow, okay. Hi, everybody, I'm Steve Elegant, and I'm going to freestyle some poetry at you like I can't commonly do. All right. Um, because we're in times of strife and trouble and hatred and anger and a lot of crazy stuff, I'm going to try to be a little bit more positive. Not quite sure where this is going to go, but I'm going to try. All right. Sometimes I want to dream like I'm Douglas Adams, looking at cynicism through the, through the lens of ridiculousness. I want to see all the hatred and pain of the world as some form of cosmic entity having a laugh. I want to dream in a way that tells the world that for some odd reason, we're in such a great spot comparatively to all the microbes around us. That anything can be changed on a whim, on the drop of a dime, that the entire world could be blessed if just someone sneezed at the right moment. I want to believe that for some odd reason, my essence can be reincarnated a million times and be slaughtered by one man as he travels throughout the universe. I want to know that deep down inside, I am part of something greater than myself, yet smaller than myself, and yet a part of something that is moving towards something perfect. I want to believe. I want to believe every day that this world is something more, something less, something ever changing and yet stable. I want to feel at home when I am far from it because I have a towel with me. I want to feel alive. And sometimes all that is is a laugh. Thank you. Yo, my man, that's amazing. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. Thank you. Well, you <laughs> Next person, please.
Thanks for tuning in to the Spoken Views Radio Hour here on 97.7 KWNK. We're going to take a break right here, a couple poets in to introduce our spotlight poet from this month's show. Here's Paradigm the Jovian with her first piece tonight. I have the distinct privilege of introducing someone that has been on the Holland Project stage before, right here in Reno, Nevada, as a showcase poet for an entire show before. And without any further ado, once again, stepping up to the Spoken Views Collective stage, uh, virtually this time, we have Paradigm the Jovian. All right, so I think it's uh, best to start off with a hello poem, uh, just to uh, introduce myself. There once were days I couldn't get out of bed. Brain dead, ego fed, repetitive thoughts clouding my head. I used to lay there and wonder why I was even alive. I was so busy drowning in mental lakes and being haunted by my mistakes. I don't know what it means to be enlightened, just what it means to be frightened. Blood boiling, pulse heightened, yet a million miles away from excitement. Up until now, I believed people like me would always finish last. Now I know why writing used to be illegal. I came across the pen and pad. I don't think people understand why I write. I'm not in the business of rhymes and riddles or sharing my demons giggles. Sure, I'm in a sea full of other poets and just drifting along with the tide, but while some write for money and pride, the rest of us write to stay alive. When I was 12, I told my father I wanted to be an artist. He got pissed and started crying. So from then on, I started lying to myself. I figured then that life was all about wealth and a society where your success is measured by your income. So when my world full of thunder, my pen and pad got quiet, I set my writing skills to the side, went to school and became a pilot. But my will to write only got stronger, so it wasn't much longer before beats became knowledge and streets became college. I went from being a scholar with a good job and expensive cars to being paid in abundance with nothing but a dream and my guitar. Something had to be wrong with me to choose a life among the hardest, but this life chose me. It brings light to my darkness. I decided not to be hesitant with a gift that is heaven sent, but they say if it don't pay, then it's irrelevant. So despite shedding blood, sweat, and tears, I'm seen as just another. But anyone who thinks I'm worthless just doesn't know I have a purpose. I felt like I was standing in a forest and no one else could see the trees, so I made the choice to be a voice for just like me. There were mornings I didn't think I would rise with the sun. The only other way to face my problems was to run. I don't think people understand why I write. I got love for slamming, don't get it twisted, but this isn't about competition. I appreciate your scores and critiques of my technique, but my poetry just is. I don't even need to speak. I believe in the power of words, so I come with no performance tactics, no special delivery package, no gimmicks or stage theatrics. I leave my ego at the door. I'm just here to share my story. I write for closure, not exposure. I'm just here to share in my glory. Mm. So here I am 18 years later after telling my father I'd be doing this. I understand it was out of worry that he tried to stop me from pursuing this. Yet here I am gracing this stage, sharing my pain page for page till I open up and become a vessel connecting lives like train trestles. The universe gave me the ink so I dip it in those mental lakes, building bridges over water to keep from drowning in my mistakes. 
This is my mindful meditation, my life story of nonfiction, my IV for dehydration, therapy for my addictions. This is the clearest I've been able to think, the furthest I've been able to see, the most I've been able to feel, and it brings me so much peace. So the next time someone mentions the art of divine intervention, keep in mind, some of us don't do this for the attention. That's that first piece. Thank you, Paradigm. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. That was Paradigm the Jovian, live from Chicago here at our most recent open mic in September 2020. We'll go back to our open mic participants starting right now. I've got a slot that's ready for Samora Horsley if she's ready to, to step up to the microphone. Cool. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hi, Samora. All right, I just have one poem. Rusty, haven't been to open mic in a hot second. <laughs> okay. You know it's hard to convince yourself you deserve better, even after your friends have told you, even <laughs> after you cried on it. It's hard to stop wanting to give all of you, even if all you're giving is broken. It's hard to convince yourself you're broken is not the reason. Maybe the endeavor was too large. Maybe it's fate. Maybe it's like Phil and Sarah Kay said in the poem. Maybe love arrives when it's supposed to and leaves exactly when it must. Mm. You know, it's hard to convince yourself that this was never love. That love would have least have told you you are beautiful. Would have least asked to hear one of your poems. It's hard to convince yourself that it's not worth the wait. Waiting for them to realize you are the one is like waiting for the day for someone to let you go back in time. It's hard to convince yourself that they are not worth your tears, even after you, they have already told you, even after your friends have said it. It's hard to give up faith when, all, when that is all you're made of. To convince yourself you are made of a much more than prayer. To convince yourself that your life is worth going on when it's already so hard to do so without them in the mix. And you know, it's hard to just say the words, block, delete, ignore. To convince yourself that this hurt is a sign that you'll make it through the wake when you finally decide to let go. It's hard to convince yourself it's okay to feel stupid. It's okay to hurt. To convince yourself that it's okay to make mistakes. You know, it's hard. It's fucking hard. All right, mm -hmm. that's it. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Next up to the microphone. A friend, brother of mine, active member of Spoken News Collective, and the current Reno Poet Laureate, Pan Pantoja. Please step up to the microphone. I loved it. That was dope. We loved it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? How are you? My God, my God, my God. What a what a what a month. Um I have a, I I I haven't written a poem like to the ladies, you know, uh, you know, since my early 20s. So uh <laughs> Um, and, and, uh, my, my, one of my favorite ladies of all time, uh, passed away, you know, uh, Madam justice there. And, uh, I, I really appreciated her for holding it down there for so long. And, um, uh, so I, it's a, it's a short poem, but it's, it's, it's to her and, uh, and maybe to, uh, 
maybe to all maybe to all women. I I I, uh, I you know the older I get, I, the more I really really truly appreciate you all. Um, if you're here, if you breathe, if you pursue happiness, if you dream, if you love, if you're free, you'll thank a woman for everything. And uh, I think that's that's just true on every level, isn't it? <laughs> Not a one yeah. of us would be here. So, yeah. um, but I uh, especially I thought she was especially awesome, and I I've uh, you know seen her do uh, you know sit there and stand up, uh, and uh, I always found uh, I always found her brave and amazing. So rest in peace. Yeah. I don't know. I think everybody has like a month that's really tough, huh? And um, September just eats me alive. I had another a friend who you know has the same problem with August. So um, I wrote I wrote this uh, I wrote this for September. I'm 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 gonna be glad this is gone. September. Sometimes winning is losing. Eventually, you find it's only you you're abusing. This morning, Miss Huff found me sad and said, "This may help." holding up a sketch that read, I thought I was your muse. Instead, you broke me for amusement. Somewhat confusing, but I know what that meant. September, you know how to take love, how to kill. Always this month, always against my will. Me, the sky, the sea, know how to be blue. My father sent me an old photo reminding me too. September, singing with strangers at my brother's wake. I'm not much of a liar, but some things I fake. Thank you, Pan Pantoja. Everyone give it up for Pan. We're going to transition right here, about a third of the way through our show, to the second piece by our spotlight poet. So here's Paradigm the Jovian again, live at our most recent open mic from Chicago. This next piece is a liberation piece that I wrote for my people, and I think that it speaks during these times. And I wrote it as a reminder of who we are, what we come from, where we are going, and what we are capable of. It's called We Be. I don't know if anyone is familiar with Gwendolyn Brooks, but she has a poem titled We Real Cool. And um, that short piece actually inspired this piece. So. We be reflections of divine human connection. We be a collection of everyone else's introspection. We be our mother's hard work, our grandmother's yard work. We be our father's golden skin, our grandfather's golden kin. We be spirit in the flesh, spiritual beings and freedom fighters. We be providers and night riders, the resistance outsiders. We be the resilience underneath our ancestors' feet. We be Chicago, these South Side outside streets. We be from generations of both slave and king DNA. Pave the way to lead today. We make beds where freedom lay. We be creative. We be with blood of the natives. We be revolutionaries and activists taking on pain like masochists. We be with bloodlines of shamans and Choctaw. Peaceful and hostile, 
We be strangers in Moscow. We be paradigms and mystics, dreamers yet realistic. We be time travelers and rhyme battlers, both artistic and futuristic. We be mercury retrogrades and refracting telescopes. We be space-time continuums, hella folk, hella dope to hella folk. We be mathematics and athletic. We be scientists and vinylists. We be queers and engineers, survivalists and tribalists. We be from them slums where we match heartbeats to drums. We be sun reflectors and child protectors where fathers leave after they come. We be Maya Angelou and Marcus Garvey. We be Huey Newton and Rita Marley. We be like lines of rich white coke to these entitled rich white folk. We be Malcolm X and Lao Tzu. We be everything without you. We be the ones they imitate, but just can't seem to outdo. We be buried unpolished diamonds, unknown, misunderstood. We be the inner city violence, yet roots of a forest wood. We be the least beautiful. We be the most beautiful. We be the ones who never die, the African proverb of a funeral. We be third eye pineal glands in all of the seven chakras. We be from Africa and Jamaica, Einsteins and young doctors. We be from burn crosses and nooses. We be Sun Tzu and Confucius. We be harmonious and infinite, yet we intelligent and ruthless. We be hip hop, we be global now. We be millionaires and moguls now. We be of a hood mentality mixed in with spirituality. We be rebellion, we be aliens. We be women and men of our prayers. We be what our ancestors could never imagine. We flat tired, but we got spares. We be this. We be that, we be free, we be black. We are the history being repeated. We be undefeated. That's that piece. Nice. Thank you, Griffin. If you're just tuning in, you are listening to the Spoken Views Radio Hour here on 97.7 KWNK. Our show's focus is to keep you up to date with the art of spoken word poetry by bringing you poets from your neighborhood and around the world. We're going to take a brief intermission here, 30% of the way through our show. The artist featured here in our first break is Mateo. Here's a song I've been listening to a lot lately. It's called Rima. shutters before I realized how altogether safe I am. Well, gentlemen. Let's cut back to our open mic. I think Ivan was our next performer at the last Spoken Views show. All right. Next up on the microphone, I've got this open slot here. Ivan. All right. First off, hello, everybody. Uh, some of you may have heard of me, but you have never actually seen me. I'm Ivan. Um, and this what I have for you today is called I Met You All Over Again. It's a love letter to the future. So I haven't met her yet, but here's hoping. A strange thing happens when the heart takes over the eyes. Colors you've seen all your life become kaleidoscopes of expression. Your view of the world shifting to see shades of empathy long suppressed by the need to just live. 
It was here in this one shade too bright world that I met you again. I saw you dance as a willow tree. My brain told me that like love, it was just leaves in the wind, but my heart, my heart saw you swaying along to the slow secret tune, hair blowing free in the same shade of blonde as that beach that gave me my very first moment of peace. I reached out to touch that memory, your small hands in mine, that crazy sway of simple bliss, but you vanished when my fingers touched the warm bark. I looked into your eyes months after you said goodbye. I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep. Each breath without the smell of your shampoo brought me less life and more pain. Needles in my lungs for breaking your heart, wasting away, I drove into the desert. Let it be here. Let me finally close my eyes and rest my soul. But then I saw you, one beautiful half-lidded eye, surrounded by stars and clouds staring into my soul. My soul looked back into your eye, looking over at me from the passenger side, so warm, so true, without a single word could speak of things I didn't dare dream I could have or deserve, that I said, I'm watching. Show me again the love that makes us different. So I stood. I walked out of the desert under your loving gaze just as you hid behind a lazy floating cloud. I heard your voice. It was the faintest sound, but rang like thunder in my ears, in my bones. I stood by the river, our river, on the very stone where I heard your special laugh, the one meant for my ears only. The sound of budding love and compassion, of relief, of hope, of dreams come true, and the twang of little country. When all was silent, it was there, lingering like a wisp of smoke, reminding me of the first time that I ever said in my heart, I love you. Can we meet again? Can you let me see your smile, hear your voice? Just be in that special way that only lovers can be. The world a stained glass masterpiece made of midsummer night's dreams in a chapel worshiping you as my queen. I haven't met you yet, but my willow, my waterfall, my sky, my earth, my love. Can't wait to meet you. Oh man, what? Whoa, what? Ivan, holy, that was- That was so good, Sorry. amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing, Ivan. As I said, I am the host here this evening. I'm also the host of the weekly wellness writing workshop called Collective Breath as a um, collaboration between Spoken Views Collective and the Brook Theater of the Sierra on Sundays at 11 for anyone interested in reaching out more and starting more uh, community building through the form of writing workshop. That's my goal is to elicit responses from other people who also want to share from their innermost. I have a poem uh, with a singular name for the title that I felt led to share given uh, the information that just came across in Kentucky today. Uh, trigger alert, this uh, title will let you know what it's all about. The title of this poem is quite simply Brianna. The player rounding second checks the eyes of the third base coach, realizes they match the arms waving him through, also matching the voice 
yelling out freely, you're safe, go home. And as good fortune would have it, the throw was late enough, the catcher took it well off the path, standing up, the player was safe at home, on that team, in that game. We're all players in this game, though. And in this game, one proven name wasn't safe at home. The title of this poem, Brianna, Brianna Taylor. I'll have said her name three or more rhymes just to usher in a good time and to honor her because the world can't say goodnight to this issue. I didn't know you personally, so I can't say that I miss you in that way, but I pray justice will rain down and rain down. I'm a hermit crab who doesn't want to leave his cage. Well, I have to now because she can't. So I choose to elevate with privilege bordering on hate in my rant. But wait, I can't hate because I can't. Because hate is on par with murder and I don't want to stoop to their level and hurt her further. I say this verse so it makes the hurt a little less pain, breaks the pain into smaller pieces so there's release and it's easier to digest. 2020, there's plenty of me going back in mind to March 13th. B. Taylor was shot at least eight times and pronounced dead at the scene. The police filed an incident report stating Brianna had no injuries, that no forced entry occurred. The Louisville PD said technical errors led to a nearly entirely blank malformed report. I guess you just erase the lines altogether if they can't be unnoticeably blurred. And that lying is a first rather than a last resort. I'll say this a million times. It always counts. There's a cavern, a Kentucky mile wide difference between no knock forced entry or knock and announce. Reporting on WLKY, one of Try actually facing consequences for the stray bullets that did fly. Justice for cold casings before flesh sifting through disintegrating mesh, some ignorant enough to call it blessed. And those who see clearly know it's just messed up and effed up. But I will say, if I'm being direct, there are far too many who neither serve nor protect. Just looking to rehearse anger everywhere that's checked. That's why all they will get from this poem. They will find a new home like pastors on roundabouts in Rome, but that's a different poem. She thought she was safe at home. In a perfect society, no, drop that. In a reasonably decent society, that's all I'm asking for. She should be safe. Everyone should have somewhere to live and be safe there be able to obtain great care. Brianna Taylor should be safe at home now. The third base coach should wave her home proud. The coach should wave us home, just like God waved her home that night. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing, for uh for giving feedback. This is the best we can do in the time of COVID is to meet virtually. So thank you for supporting this Spoken to Use Collective virtual open mic. All right, after myself, the host, I'm gonna bring my brother, the founding member of Spoken to Use Collective up to the microphone. Would everyone please give a warm welcome to Mr. Ian Watson. Yo, what's up? How we feeling out there? Good? Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So um, I just was digging up. I was getting inspired, as I usually do, and I'm like, I'm not going to read. Um, that's usually my take every 
open mic and more than 50 percent <laughs> of the time i end up wanting to read so um i was digging in the the old poems and i found something that i was like okay this one's short enough and looks cool to me so let's give it a go this is called words of reason i have no idea when i wrote this from the writings etched on pyramid walls to the scribbles found on bathroom stalls, messages are conveyed, displayed to discover. Lovers of language translate the scribes from our native tribes. Many moons cocoon the astrology of stars and still we write to figure out exactly who we are. Mirrored thoughts embedded on press papyrus, pens present the power to flow like that of the Nile, the Tigris. We have built stories upon stories to the apex of Babylon and beyond. From song to song, we follow along. Now our word is bond. Word is born. Words hold the power to heal or scorn. They remind, reveal, and even forewarn. These words are weapons. Proceed with caution. These words are weapons. Truth lies in jargon. Colors, uh, codes of color, creed, culture, and creation. Twisting tongues, forks, sliced. The divide of a nation. The power of vibration. Syllables structured in sentences simulating the synapse, electrical currents crackle and conduct, dendrites react. These are the bottled notes of the heart that made it to shore, sacred manifestos buried deep within our core. These are stories passed down with personalized twists. These are lost love letters that have been sealed with the kiss. These are one person's fears and another person's bliss. This is more than just poetry. These are the reasons that we exist. Yeah. Oh man, uh, dude, that was good. <laughs> all right, and that's all you dope. get from me. <laughs> Thank you, Ian Watson. And we're gonna take a pause right here to shuffle back to our spotlight feature. Here's Paradigm the Jovian again. While I'm looking for this next poem in my book titled Continuum, you all can go to my website that you see in that picture, my profile picture, www.meetparadigm.com. You can find my poetry book there, my anthology that has over 300 poems in it. Uh, you can also find more information about me, upcoming shows, even though things are a little dry right now because of the, um, you know, you know. Um, but other than that, that's a pretty good website for anybody that is interested in knowing more about me um, and what I do. Also my social media, you can find uh, my IG and, and all of those links and things like that. I live in a world where everything is black and white. You're either this or that, nothing outside or in between. Before I reached my teens, my brain was trained in these extremes. A mental wall was even built to separate kings from queens. Boys wear blue, girls wear pink. Leave emotion to you, leave it to men to think. Women are weak, cause women feel. Men are strong, cause men build. I arrived on this planet in my most natural androgynous form, yet every day I've been subjected to man-made societal norms. In a world where women are to submit and let men be in control, I had to find my own place since I don't fit in with gender roles. Ever since I was small, I knew I was different. I was my mother's pride and joy, but I remember believing I was a boy. By the time I could dress myself to when adolescence reached its peak, I began to express myself, but was only seen as a freak. It's been some long, hard years on this journey to be me. I struggled with my identity till I found a home in LGBT. 
getting harassed and being stared at just seems to be a part of who I am, but androgyny has been prevalent throughout the history of men. Before Europeans came with their religion and their disease, the natives looked to beings like me to meet the community's spiritual needs. With psychic abilities, we were healers, metaphysicians, and medicine men. These androgynous souls referred to as two-spirit were evident then. We weren't ostracized, but monopolized as village leaders in our existence. We were social workers and adoptive parents and weren't seen as any different. We were marriage counselors and communicators beyond the lines of physical dimension. There was no LGBT. There was no separate community dimension. So what happened? How did we go from being accepted to being neglected? How did we come to be sodomites from which we were praised and much respected? We were glorified as seeing the world through the eyes of both sexes, then Europeans came with their standards and objections. Women are submissive, men are dominant, gender roles and standards are prominent, men give, women receive, society just moves along with ease. We've been shut out by man-made dogma and forced to exist in gender confines. Yet there are still millions of me society now chooses to leave behind. We're so caught up in distinctions, the blacks and whites of stereotypes. We've forgotten that beyond gender, beyond titles, we're all just life. We're so much more than our physical bodies, it doesn't always matter what you see. For even Buddha was a little feminine, and Jesus was as pretty as me. I think it's interesting how those who hate me most tend to have Bibles in hand. Yet God speaks to me in a frequency that supersedes what's written by man. I am strong and I wear pink. I'm emotional, but I also think. I'm the yin and yang of those who have had, who have had to lie just in order to survive. The world would not stop spinning just because beings like me exist. It is a gift of the most high to be able to relate to both sides. Why should I be subjected to and accused of moral famine when in the days of indigenous men, they took us and made us shamans? I am nature and nurture. My queerness has taught me to be fearless. So I won't deny my two-spirit for the uncomfortable who fear it. I define my duality. I don't let others do it for me. We come from different walks of life and there's no specific walk that is right. So the next time you want to close the door, the next time you want to put me in a box, keep in mind I specialize in keys. Keep in mind I specialize in locks. I am the gray area. And though I feel there are no boxes for me to check, just don't be mistaken. I still look damn good in a dress. Mm. That piece. Hey. Yes. Brilliant poem. Wonderful. Wow. Wonderful piece. Nice. Thank you. Jackie. Are you up for stepping up to the microphone? Jackie Dilworth. I sure am, yeah. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you for letting me be here. And uh, thank you to everyone. It's nice to see everyone, even virtually. Um, just trying to do the thing. And I know a lot of people have been doing the thing. And being creative in this time, because what else do we have to do? And it keeps us sane and well. And I really hope everyone is sane and well. I know quite a few of you are, but... I don't know about the rest of you. Now, I have two poems I'm going to share. One of them is by me, and one of them is not by me. I, I will start with the one not by me. One of the things I've been doing, um, I speak French fluently, and one of the poets that's always really inspired me was Charles Baudelaire. And I've been working on a translation off and on, but more on this year, a translation of Les Fleurs du Mal. 
I call it Bad Flowers. And this is one of the poems from Bad Flowers by Charles Baudelaire. It's number 50, and it's called Poisons. Wine will let you remember the cheapest, diviest bar with a miraculous luxury that was the most fantastic place in the fruit of its red vapors, like the sun hiding in a cloudy sky. Opie and aggrandizes those who have no limits, extending them out even further, dig going deeper into time, sleeping, seeking up all the pleasures, dark and moanful, filling up the soul beyond its limits. Whichever poison you take, your eyes, death, your green eyes are traps that make my soul tremble showing where my lies have gone in their time to quench their bitter tears. All this will not compare to your mouth oozing doom that sends my forgotten soul without remorse into burning vertiginous spin to the dark shores of death. Thank you. So one of the, po one of the things I've been doing is I've been thinking about my body and I've been thinking about body consciousness and just thinking about parts of my body and writing poems about that. And, you know, I've been tackling all kinds of things, you know, like fingernails, fingers, toes, um, all kinds of things like that. This is called No, and it is for the stomach. It gnaws at you, there. Look right there, down, if you dare. The pit of your stomach, where all the worries flow on up, Usually in threes they come, even when you feel at your best, something sparks it and you go with the worry, the doubt, and the fear. Most of all, the darkness. No, no, I am a badass who found her own name and took it, used it in the face of indifference and hate to love and stand up to the darkness, within and without, who has come this far despite the worry, the doubt, and the fear, trying to gnaw and gnash, giving you uncertainty and suffering, pain and confusion, all in a circle of self-loathing. That is only spinning conditions, mostly outside, but inside enough to make you worry and wonder, fear and tremble, as we all do at times. But I say, no, enough. Enough of the worry, the doubt, and the fear. They will come again. Now I will stand to walk as best as I can forward with my hopes and loves, carrying plans and stands to see where my feet can take me to know that I can do whatever I dream to do. Thank you. Axel Black, are you there? Mute. Hello, I'm here. Okay, Axel, please step up to the microphone. It is yours. Can you hear me? I can. Oh, great. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. This is the first reading that I'll be doing with your group. And I'm really glad to be here and to find a community that appreciates the spoken word. I spent some time in the army. And when I returned from the war, I took a a second course, like a, a 200 level um, writing class. And um, outside of the art museum at Penn State, I saw uh, an interaction that um, 
maybe have maybe has some feelings that I wrote into a story. So this poem's not a true story, but it might be somebody's story. And um, I, I think we, I cannot say that we all hope for a better world. This one's called Building Blocks. Build me up, red, yellow, green, and white. Make me an airplane. Let's take flight and explore the far reaches of tropical beaches. Take heed to the warnings of danger. Don't talk to strangers. Look both ways when crossing the street. Tear me down. Start over. Build me up. Tear me down. Black, green, blue, and red. What the hell is this? Go to your room. Boy, did you hear what I said? I swear by the end of, it'll be the end of me yet. Go to your room until dinner. Damn it, I can't understand your actions, you little sinner. Be glad that you're only locked up. and Wipe that sad expression from your ugly face. You've made me very mad, and I may have your dad be the bad guy and spank your ass. Build me up. Red, white, green, and gray. Let's build a train. Let's run away from all this dismay. Travel the West. Be addressed with respect. You deserve it. The tracks wind through the room to avoid mountains. Tear me down. We'll start again soon. For now, we need some fresh ideas. Build me up. Thank you. Thanks, Thank everyone. Do you had a, you had a second poem? I do have a second poem. I'd love to read it. Yeah, go for it. I wrote this one on May 24th. It's called Redshift. The dance these colors perform in those wisps of water is the same dance I see in the fire in your eyes. The same dance the water does as the wind whips the surface. The same dance the aspen do as they shimmer in the lightest breeze. You vibrate with what you touch, you see. You feel. You grow and accelerate. And your dance grows ever more colorful. All right. Thank you, Axel, for sharing. And that was your first time sharing with us at SBC, correct? Yes, it is. Well, let me be the first one to offer you the warmest welcome. And remember that that same warm welcome could be extended to you. Listen to this right now. Come join us at our live socially distanced open mic every third Wednesday. Check out the announcements for those events and look for the meeting ID on our Facebook and Instagram at Spoken Views or by visiting our website, spokenviews.org. I'm going to put our spotlight poet back on. She'll be closing out our set with two pieces. Here's Paradigm the Jovian. Thanks so much for tuning in, Rena. All right, I just got two more for you guys and gals and everything beautiful in between and outside of that. This piece is a love poem, and I ask that you participate in this piece. And the only thing that you have to do is just close your eyes and go on this journey with me. 
If you're comfortable with that, go ahead and close them. If you're not, just kind of look down at the ground or something, not sure. But if uh, I look at the screen and I see you like staring dead into the camera lens while I'm reading this, that might be a little uncomfortable. <laughs> so this is a cosmic love piece and um, I'm just gonna go through it. It's called Moon Rising. I want to rise with you, like cream rising to the top of mental morning mug. You represent every edge of my thinking, sipping and drinking. I want to rise with you. Like the sun appears to do when the earth turns to greet it, creating shadows shedding light on all we've both defeated. I want to rise with you in revolution as evolution around the sun, as night arrives and mystic dew of a new day comes. I want to rise with you every morning, forming, space between our toes and the rough concrete. I want to rise with you in upward motion, onward and beyond, getting lost in the waves of cosmic oceans, shattering conflicts under elevated aggressions. I want to rise with you to levels of only God's discretion. Beyond weapons of mass destruction, we rise above the masses' construction. I want to rise again with you, like Lazarus. I want to rise with you like we have died for each other's sins, having since resurrected the outs of each other's ends. As molecules and particles show me the heart of you from start of you, queen, all a part of me is a part of you. Rising signs of universalism, making love to universal rhythm, building passionate spaceships using passionate tactics, mindless and mindful curving spineless chiropractic, we share love among this Milky Way galactic. Rising through nebulas and wormholes where empty souls turn whole, we let this sage burn slow, then we go. I want to rise with you in strength like tidal waves and roses in bloom. Together we rise in growing light like waxing gibbous moon. Nice. Thank you. I just want to say before I do this last piece, I really enjoyed what I've heard so far. Um, definitely a lot of talent in Reno. And uh, I don't know if there's other people checking in from around. Um, you know, we're, we're in difficult times, but one of the things I appreciate about everything being so virtual now is that I've literally been able to be in so many places at once, you know, and spend more time with people that live in other states and cities than I've ever been able to do. So that is uh, one of the perks I will make light of in this moment and just being able to share this space with everyone in Reno. And uh, much love from Chicago. Dark matter is a phenomena in the universe that we know exists, but we don't really understand it. So that is why I decided to name this piece Dark Matters because I feel like it has layers to everything that's happening right now. So here we go. At the event horizon of a black hole, there's been a rising of black souls. We arrived in time capsules. We are the masterminds. Forward, fast rewind, viewing stars from past design. We are the last to shine a mysterious class divine. These dark matters have beginnings 
and the origins of originality. We are just now earning our winnings, but we were here before the galaxy. An argument full of fallacy, but what you believe becomes reality. And what's in us is in the stars, so I view our history through this analogy. All that is old is new, and all that is new is old. Our sun has told the truth, reflecting seas like blue to gold. We are neglected as a collective, yet we possess these star qualities. I'm so invested in this perspective, Earth at center like Ptolemy. With silent Big Bangs preferred, like when the Big Bang occurred, these are times of civil unrest, where now Big Bangs are heard. From that of the celestial sphere, we are the extraterrestrial here. We arrived from frozen suns, blaze resilient, the chosen ones. Among wildfires burning slow, we're enduring constant struggle. Turning whole via wormholes, we expand like constant Hubble. We are infinite yet finite, bringers of dawn and twilight, sparkling bright like pyrite. We were alive when we arrived. A monolith of afterthoughts, but we're layered like the Earth's core, taking off like astronauts. We are truly before, before. Without our dark energy, the universe would collapse into itself. We are the entities of that chemistry, bodies holding place like the Kuiper belt. The distinction between you and I remains to be a false dichotomy. For at the heart of purest life lies a sacred and beautiful geometry. Through devastation comes elevation, for our true wealth is in astronomy. Yet many beings look down at night, distracted by man's unsuitable economy. With the virus claiming its older victims, I must look to the sky for solace. For we are all of this solar system. We are earthly flawed, but cosmically flawless. Will we fall under this pressure? Will we all fall to racial tension? We must trust nature like that of Tesla to rebuild and heal this spatial dimension. Make a life, but one can take it. Bullets fly, but we're the matrix. This is scientific, but also sacred, as no one ever truly dies. Through portals, we become immortal. I now know what my calling is. I look to the stars for reminders. We're survivors, much greater than all of this. Thank you. All right. Thank you again to everyone who touched virtual stage tonight and touched hearts.